Skatchel. Ominous. Don't call it a comeback. We kept you waiting and we're back in the most disappointing fashion possible. It's just me and Rob. Yay! Hey! Um, I'm Nicol, he's Rob, I said that. Yeah, I'm here, yeah. Yep, that's Rob. And uh, no one else, no other people. Yeah, it's the equivalent of like a freezing cold draw in Motherwell. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you keep going, you keep trying, you expect something's going to be remarkable, but... Ah. No. Yeah, so welcome to the We Have No Friends podcast. <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. So we are covering our two pretty draws. Two annoying draws. Two annoying draws, yeah. yeah. Two draws, like, if you look at them on paper dispassionately, they're not the worst results in the world, but two games that we could and possibly should have won. Yes, yeah. Well, there's certainly points dropped, and that's no disrespect to Dundee or Motherwell, um, who were probably both worthy of their points on mm -hmm. the respective days, but yeah, they're teams we should absolutely be beating. Well, we begin at home against Dundee, and uh, certainly Dundee uh, very much transformed themselves from the side that they had been in the weeks uh, beforehand, not least in terms of personnel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, their back line has been something of a, a joke uh, in, the, in the past few weeks, but they had your friend and mine, Mr. James McPake, uh, and the guy, Julian Exterbergen. It's sure, that's definitely how it's pronounced. It's not, but you know. uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Julian <coughs> Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. The big meat colossus at the back. <laughs> um, and yeah, they, they were a marked... Riding about with his legs of bacon. <laughs> they, were, they were a marked improvement um, on what they had been in the, the weeks previous. Um, however, mm. they still should have capitalised on what was a fairly good first half for us and, uh, and seen that one through, but weren't able to. I think, yeah, well, the, the most... Uh, the, the thing that I took from the game was uh, formation questions. Dundee... Uh, lined up with what was heartening for me to see as uh, somebody who really enjoyed the 1998 era of Hearts, as I'm sure most of you did. <laughs> yeah. uh, but lining up with that um, sort of Jim Jeffries 4-4-2, um, 4-3-3 uh, hybrid formation where you've got three centralish midfielders, uh, two forwards and just the one winger that um, he's sort of picking his sides and and where to go and that was Mr Greg Stewart Greg Stewart the Neil McCann of Dundee <laughs> but, but I thought Neil McCann was the Neil McCann of Dundee that's <laughs> fucking great point <laughs> um, yeah he's a, a modern day Neil McCann <laughs> um, yeah and uh, that's, that's kind of Hartley is, is known for having a very narrow team mm -hmm. um, and I think you know the Dundee fans that I speak to um, are all quite upset with quite how narrow they are but on a pitch like Tynecastle that can work to your advantage um, teams tuck in we tuck in sometimes yeah. um, well, our, our wingers are famous for it yeah I don't mind like you know well, it all depends how you set up like if you if Dundee had like a towering Kevin Kyle in the middle then yeah I'd be disappointed I didn't have two wingers hugging the touchline but they don't they've got um, Kane and Hemmings who are too very Kane, quick and you mean you mean Kane Hemmings and I mean Roy Kane Lyon. Hemmings and Roy Lyon. Yeah, Harry Kane is a very different football player. He certainly is. <laughs> yes, um, Lyon and Hemmings who are like quite mobile and uh, and shift about and you know like Hemmings at times was providing a little bit more width by sort of uh, moving out to to the right when Stuart was on the left. Yeah, but, you know, generally Stuart was just sort of like he was the one providing the width, uh, and they had. Um, 
<laughs> they had Justice friend uh, McGowan. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Aye. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Kevin Thompson as well was quite impressive. Yes, Kevin Thompson has always been quite impressive. That's yeah. not going to be a hugely popular thing to say concerning his ex Hibs and Rangers, but yeah, yes, he is Mister Seven out of ten. Not incredibly impressive leg bones. No, not well, just his anatomy. <laughs> it's incredibly unimpressive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's another one who came back from injury in that game as well. So they had that boost of having their skipper back in the lineup as well. And he he didn't exactly run the show, um, but he was certainly very industrious and he made a lot of good uh, good tackles and incisive passes. So yeah. A lot of that defensive midfield thing of dropping back into the back uh, between the centre house when they're in possession, things like that as well. You could tell, like even if you've never seen Dundee, if you just have those things explained to you, the guys that they had back, you can you could see why they were suddenly lots more lots more stable. Yeah, absolutely. But let's talk about us. Oh yes, Heart of Midlothian. That's yeah. that's the podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> Dundee no cares. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, we had our, our own formation issues in the absence of Juanma. Yes, um, apparently a, a pretty massive miss for us. Yeah, it turns out. Who knew? Who'd have fucking thunk it? <laughs> um, but yeah, we had Billy King come in um, for a, a rare start this season. I think that's the first game he started since August, in the league anyway. Well, I think um, continuing a, a, a red-hot theme with our players, he's really not been fit for the last few months. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but he, you know, I, I thought he was actually looking very, very good until he got his injury. Um, thankfully, it's, it's turned out not to be too bad an injury. Cool. Uh, should be back for Inversnecki on Saturday. Um, oh, that is good news. Yeah, absolutely. Especially seeing as we'll get to this, but Nicholson did not cover himself in glory <laughs> against Motherwell on the right, Sunday, okay. so it's good to have an option. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, we had that. Juwan came back in for McGee. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we, we kind of played Jum as a, a second striker. Um, not even much of a number 10. He was he was almost up there with So, um, trying to feed off his, his runs and stuff like that. I think that's correct, yeah. I mean, like on paper, it looked like a 4 2 3 1, but in practice, Jum was definitely right up there. I think he's pretty good in the air, as he proved with his goal. So I think that yeah. was kind of, he was kind of there to try and win things for. Uh, for so as well as you know when the ball was played on the deck, be be that link guy. Yeah. Um. And he had a he had a decent enough first half, uh, topped off with the goal. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, we don't score that many from crosses. Actually, I've kind of noticed we don't mm. we don't score too many anyway. So it was nice to see that we've, we've sort of broken down that barrier. And Callum Patterson. He obviously works so hard on his crossing all yeah. the time, and a lot of them still don't come off, but it's going to happen. But that one was an absolute peach right onto the, the forehead. Poor defending, you'd have to say. Not the best from uh, X, 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 James and uh, James McPeak, um, who just seemed to lose the fucking plot slightly. Um, and yeah, free header, lovely placement. Uh, Jim seemed to celebrate it, you know, like he was a, a happy man. And it was like, you know, when you play FIFA and he was just button bashing all the celebrations. <laughs> Every celebration possible. <laughs> so, so it was like, you know, fist bump, badge thump. Uh, airplane arms. A- airplane arms, yeah, <laughs> fuck it, whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, so that was that was obviously lovely to see him get yet another goal and have a, another another big C um, in a, a goal scoring move at least. Yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty good first half, like just sort of generally quite controlled. Um, which I think sort of lulled us into a false sense of security because we didn't really press too much in the second half. I think we'd kind of told ourselves that Dundee didn't have much to offer up front, which, to be fair, in the first half they didn't. They very rarely fightened, if ever. Yeah. Um, but then they did get a goal, and it was quite a good move from them. I think the, the main thing for me, and this, this honestly, for me, it goes back to like even 
George Burley's team. Second half, Hearts start slowly. This is interesting. Hearts start slowly in the second half. I mean, under Burley, fair enough, we'd blown teams away, but that was yeah. still, you know, it would still be quite annoying, especially when we were like beating Hibs you know, at half time, could be going on and absolutely thumping them. We always start the second half slowly. Even last season we did it. And on, well, two weeks ago, sorry, uh, Dundee came out flying. They were pressing really high. There were, you know, a lot of energy about them. I, I, I could almost see, you know, something like that coming. Their goal was through slack defending, loss of concentration. It was through them pressing high up the pitch again. And yeah, it's, it's just a thing that annoys me slightly. We don't start second halves well. Um, I have no real way of, like that's never occurred to me. I don't have any way of either uh, rebutting that or agreeing with it. Kind goals, of feels goals. like it's something you've just made up, but hey, let's go with it. Goals we score in the second half usually come in the last 15 minutes. I mean, that we showed that last season, a lot of late goals. I don't know if that's a sort of, you know, if you're winning at half time, come out and try and contain it for a bit and then, you know, hit after that. I don't know. That's but possible. I've been discussing I mean, it with my dad. I've been discussing it with anyone I sit next to for ages now. It just seems to be a bit of a hearts thing. We don't start second halves with a lot of tenacity, a lot of creativity. Well, certainly we didn't have a lot of creativity in the second half of that game against Dundee. No. Not helped when Billy King went down, sadly, but like you say, he's hopefully going to be fine. Um, I think it was probably pretty clear that uh, Danny Swanson probably wasn't fit for that game because uh, the decision from the bench was to bring on... Uh, uh, Prince Blabin and no, no, Gomez. no bring on Gomez and yeah. move Blabin from the centre out to the to the right wing uh, and then later the next substitution after that was Riley on and June went out to the wing and then Swanson got on eventually in that game didn't he? No no he didn't he no, didn't, he didn't. Well, did he? Yes he did yes he did he yes. did he did because he frustrated me when he didn't shoot towards the end that's correct yeah so um, only about 10 minutes out of him yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, we didn't even really describe Dundee's goal. Uh, basically, Lloyd just managed, like, it was a nice through ball down the left. Lloyd got the run on our defence, who all sort of went, he can't be onside, can yeah. he? Despite two of them were playing him onside. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he sort of cut inside uh, onto his right foot and uh, curled a lovely shot past Alexander, yeah. actually. Yeah, just thumped it, really. Yeah. Um, it was a very good finish. Good goal. He's a good striker, Rory Lai. I think, you know, all the rumours. I've heard suggested we were looking at him last season before Dundee tied him up early early bells on the, the pre-contract um, but yeah it was it was a nice enough goal from their perspective but from our perspective it wasn't good enough the defence was flat footed uh, Rossi was turned inside too easily for the shot that eventually happened he was always going to be cutting back like that and Rossi overran it um, yeah a frustrating goal to lose especially since the defence had been you know so watertight for the, the weeks previous and just a frustrating game, like if you look at the relative league positions and the form of the teams before the game, you would feel that Hearts could and should have won the game, yeah. but the actual the actual things that happened on the pitch was possibly due to personnel, possibly slightly due to attitudes, we didn't press as much as we could and Dundee were much, much improved in terms of organisation and well deserved their point. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. There's one thing that's, that's slightly annoying me though, uh, Jim got need right in the spine <laughs> at one oh, stage. That would be quite irritating, yes. Yeah, but it's the fact that he was clearly sort of carrying that, that wee knock and um, that's like, you put him out in the wing and he was completely ineffective. I think that maybe should have been the swap, even as an Atta, you know, he was on the bench, why have him there if you're not going to use him? Or Swanson, straight swap, well, him on. Which, I, it was like playing with a passenger for a while, and yeah, I would have liked to have seen him taken off. Big call, but I would think I would say, why have him there? Uh, because you have to name seven players on the bench, and you kind of hope that you can bring him on with ten minutes to go when you're 3-0 up. Yeah, true, but then at the same time, 
the whole point of them is if there's an injury. June well, was clearly a struggle. Uh, I don't think it's quite as easy as that, but, well, the decisions were made. Yeah. We move on. We move on to Motherwell this weekend, a game I did not attend, but you did. I'd Talk about your great decision-making there, Robert. Great decision-making. Yeah, I got paid unexpectedly on Friday. I was going to get paid today, Monday, um, yeah. and, yeah, I was like, fucking Mr. Moneybags. Like Scrooge McDuck <laughs> skewing my way into Fur Park on a mountain of money. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> swimming in a giant room full of Motherwell tickets. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, nah, I was I was in Motherwell anyway playing football, and I thought I might as well. Cool. I might as well go to that because ah, there's second bomb. Yeah, you could win this. They're managed by Martin Gee. Yeah, exactly. But didn't win. Do they it. still have McManus playing in defence? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Their 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 spine is the spine of their team is basically Celtic two thousand and six. Yeah. Um, with McManus, Pearson, and McDonald. Yep. Yeah. Well done, Motherwell. Good for them. Yep, and it's working for them. Well, it worked for them in the uh, in the first minute. In the first minute, at least. A goal that I don't think should have been disallowed, but you, you have seen them disallowed. Yeah, I think the main thing for me was I, I was just um, walking into the stand with a friend of the podcast, Marley, who I went with. And as we were walking down the steps, uh, Alexander was given a short back pass by uh, Augustine. And you had to slide in and clear it. And then that's where the attack eventually came from, was down our right-hand side. Right. Ball into the middle from, uh, I think it was Marvin Johnson. And yeah, Moult has is, gone up with Alexander. Alexander's not the tallest, um, but you'd still expect him to be strong enough to, to hold on to the ball. I thought at the time it looked like a free kick, but I haven't watched it again. Nah. He's, Moltz, Moltz jumped higher. He's won the ball with his head. He's not got his arms out. He's not got his arms on Alexander. Mm-hmm. It's dropped him and he's tapped it in. It was poor defending all round, but Alexander's got to take a, a bit of the blame for that. Well, more than a bit of the blame for that. A little bit of a resurrection as well. The, the early season worries of Alexander from crosses where he just... I'm not going to say he's vulnerable to them, but you don't back him every time. Like You wouldn't put your house on him catching a cross. Yeah, and to be honest with you, since what Marion Kello, we haven't really had someone like that. Yeah. You know, McDonald was never the safest from crosses. He would punch a lot. Um, but I prefer that. I mean, like if you know if you know that you're not great at catching them, then punch. Yeah, absolutely. We all know Neil Alexander's limitations, but he's still a very good goalkeeper. He may still made a couple of good saves in that game as well. Um, it's just something you have to accept. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you're yeah. never going to get a perfect goalkeeper. We had one once in Craig Gordon, um, <laughs> and we got nine million pounds for him. Yes, nine million sterling. Um, so yeah, nine million British pounds. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, those keepers don't come along every day. So you've got to kind of take the thick with the thin. Sometimes he's more consistently good than he is consistently making mistakes. I like Craig Gordon. So do I. I like him a lot. He's really good. Lovely guy. <sighs> okay, cool. So, uh, but then it wasn't. We didn't have to wait too long for um, the returning Juanma to stamp his authority on the game. But not before uh, Osman So had been uh, toweringly strong against a rather weak Motherwell centre back. Yeah, it was uh, Motherwell were pressing it quite high up, and I think it might have been. It was either Osh and you or Rossi sort of hoofed it forward just to relieve the pressure. And yeah, so does what he does very, very well. He backed into the player, used his body uh, to get himself between player and ball, broke forward and uh, a lovely little um, slid through ball for the on-rushing plan man. He did his, he did his little thing, his little dink thing yeah. um, that he loves doing. And yeah, a lovely wee finish. And but it was a nice example of the 
the, the qualities that we do get out of So and Huama when they, they play well together of uh, power, pace, skill and technique. Like they, They've both got a lot of that for, for this level. And yeah, uh, they displayed them there. I think there's a reason why it's Celtic, Aberdeen, Hearts at the top of the league. And because the attacks of those three teams is so strong. Uh, and, you know, Aberdeen have got McGinn, Hayes, Rooney, mm-hmm. uh, Celtic have got Lee Griffiths. That's pretty much all they need right now. And, and uh, Carlton Cole. Carlton don't Cole. Just, don't discount Carlton Cole. <laughs> How could I ever? Um, and, yeah, we've got, you know, the likes of Nicholson, So Juanma, who can make things happen. And, yeah, out of nothing, that was a very, very nice goal to see. And especially if they hit back so soon after, I thought we would then go on and win the game. Oh, well... You thought wrong. I did think wrong. Um, but yeah. after that became the uh, the Danny Swanson show a little bit from a from a Hearts perspective, certainly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was I was on Jambo's kickback earlier on. <laughs> what did you do that for? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Jambo's kickback, but um, I, I promised myself I wouldn't look at the the player ratings. Oh, okay. Uh, thread and I did, and so many people saying, "Oh, Swanson offers nothing." Can't see what we see in this guy. And Swanson delivered pretty much every single chance that we had in the game thereafter. Um, okay, to play devil's advocate for a second, though. Yes. Um, in general play, it's not clear what his best position is. Partly because he's been sort of too injured to be in the the team long enough to to develop that position. But you know, um, if you play him on the wing, he's not quite as quick as Nicholson or Walker or King. Um, if you play him through the middle, his his short passing's maybe not quite as good as uh, some of the other options we have at number ten. But his set piece delivery is magnificent. Your your counterpoint, sir. <sighs> Had my hand up all the way through that. <laughs> you really um, did, listeners, and it was pointless because I wasn't going to see the floor. Nope. Um, I think his best position is number ten, and I think that was showed on Saturday. Shown on Saturday um, when we switched up a bit and put so. Uh, out wide and had Swanson in behind Juanma for a bit and that's when he started seeing a lot more of the ball he could have a lot more impact on the game not everything came off um, came off for him but in that weather it was a genuine hurricane yeah. <laughs> halfway through that match and that weather was not to be unexpected but he really he started having an impact when we moved him off the wing and he was able to take the ball in you know that little gap between strikers and midfield and he yeah he was he was playing the ball very well won a couple of free kicks and you know that's where he was really starting to show his worth his delivery from free kicks in the first half was absolutely exceptional and we should have scored two or three from those deliveries um had it not been for a bit of bad finishing and a bit of good goalkeeping yeah absolutely Igor Rossi in particular missing a, a very very presentable header free header in the six yard box yeah the um, I mean, the long and the short of that, though, really is, is that um, we have to find some way of accommodating and with it because that set piece delivery is so deadly. Yeah. Um, quick question, just from what you, I mean, you've seen more of a Fitz Watson than I have at this stage. Uh, do you think he's got um either like the physicality or the fitness at this stage to be more of a, a deep central midfielder in say that sort of Jim Jeffries hybrid four four two with like a, a Nicholson or as a Walker as the the free winger. Because, you know, that means we could have Son Wama up front. Yeah, possibly. But I don't think he'd be a better option than the actual midfielders we have just now. So you're thinking possibly then a, a 4-2-3-1 with So as a sort of uh, winger come forward? Yeah, I think so. But personally, I, I don't know. I think Swanson was brought in as another option at number 10. He wasn't brought in as another winger. Because yeah. at the start of the season we had Walker, Nichols and King. Yeah. Um, but with injuries to Walker and King, he was kind of put out there through necessity more than anything else. Sure. Um, but I think you know he's 
I like him. I do like him a lot. I, I don't think he's not set the header light, not by any means. He's not coming and made a huge impact like June. Yeah. Um, however, he's so hungry for the ball at all times. He's always got that offer. His movement off the ball is very smart as well to get himself that little pocket of space in the midfield. Um, I wish he would shoot more often. We know he's got a good shot on him, but you know maybe that's just a little bit of confidence. Uh, maybe that's him too eager to help the team rather than go for glory himself. Um, but even in the second half, you know he, he slid through so uh, sorry uh, Juanma, mm -hmm. uh, who pulled another good save at Ripley, trying to dink it over him. Um, yeah, I, I thought I thought he was good. Uh, obviously, some people disagree because he can't see past the fact he's Hibs. Um, and I generally think that is the reason as well for some people they just can't see past that they're not going to give the guy a, a fair crack of the whip but Let, let's try and be nice to those people and say maybe they can't see past the fact that he's not really been able to run around for a few weeks no that's not that's not it is it it's possible it, it is possible I, you know I, that's that's the best thing about doing this podcast and you know speaking to people online is to see different opinions and it's sure. some of them baffle the fuck out of me right now <laughs> um, but yeah having said that Swanson was withdrawn um, for Boabin and Boabin made a huge impact on the game he was fantastic looked really sharp was going past players like he was when he first signed looked brilliant how did we line up when Boabin came in you, know, you said like, did So go wider oh no no you said So had already gone wider So so was still fairly wide at this stage anyway um, so Boabin just did, sort of came in straight pushed Jim up to the 10 uh, Jim actually it was more blabbing in the 10 huh. uh, Jim dropped back a wee bit and played in with Payargo in the centre of the park um, and covered for what was a hopeless Sam Nicholson <laughs> oh dear he was really bad and I you know I'll, I love Sam Nicholson I think he's great I think we have many and recorded hours of uh, yes. material that you know confirms that we love I, Sam Nicholson here and I think this season you know sometimes it looks like the ball's been stuck to his foot by glue he just he keeps the ball that well but he was completely off it on Saturday um, me and Marley were screaming for Swanson to stay on and Nicholson to be the one with John for example but again um, I mean given what we know about Swanson's recent minutes probably not likely that he could have completed 90 given his fitness yeah exactly but he, he didn't look to be struggling when he came off he was still making runs he was still looking very energetic I think it was a, take him off before you have to take him off I think it was a planned substitution yeah I think it was it was one that was always going to happen um, but yeah, it's. Anyway, speaking of things that weren't very good, um, our defending for Motherwell second. Uh, there's um, silence here as uh, Robert holds his face in his hands. Yeah. There's some soft moaning going on. Yeah. He's weeping. It's He's weeping openly, listeners. This is very <laughs> disturbing. Oh my god, look, put, put, put that knife down, Robert. It's, it's alright. So, it came from our attack. <laughs> It came Never from a us. good start. <laughs> no, and then fuck knows what the defence was doing. Yeah. I still I haven't even watched the highlights, I haven't been there. I have not one clue what they're doing. They're all drawn out to basically next to the dugouts. The ball bounces about a bit in front of uh, Patterson. Mm -hmm. And then Rossi comes diving out in a Marius Aliukas esque, you know, cluster fuck and Cluster bomb? Cluster bomb. Sure. Um, well, cluster bomb scare, obviously. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah. Good. yeah, I know what I'm doing. We got there. Yeah, you've done this before. Yeah. Um, he came... Probably the best thing to do is dwell on it and make it funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so he came flying out. Um, could have easily been sent off for his tackle on Pearson. Very um, You know, he's not in control of himself and the ball bounces right past him, about a yard past him. Yeah. And yeah, Marvin Johnson... Goes through on goal. McGee's the only cover from left back. He would come on for Oshniwa. By the way, Oshniwa was fucking howling. Oh dear. 
he didn't like that weather. Oh dear. <laughs> he did not like that weather. Um, yeah, but it was it was basically it was McGee and then Boise Buster got trying to get back as well, but. Johnson did really well, turned McGee inside out, and it was a nice finish. You can't blame Alexander for it. Um, no, not at all. You can blame the numerous, numerous mistakes further up the park for it. And Marvin Johnson, uh, to be fair, I think he's been getting a lot of stick off the Motherwell fans this year. He was a constant thorn in our side. Uh, sports scene highlights didn't do justice to quite how many chances Motherwell had in that game. Right. They had a lot of chances. Far too many for, you know... You know not to belabor the point, it was definitely <coughs> Igor... Uh, I mean, like... Compounded on like an earlier mistake from Patterson, but when like Patterson's lost Pearson, uh, like Rossi's decision to go to ground, like basically on the touchline on the halfway line, when he like there was plenty of room on the pitch for him to just sort of like face the man up. Yeah, just allow, trying, allow trying players to, to get back. Yeah, trying yeah. to hold them up. It's like defending one on one. It's but batshit insane why he decided to go to the ground. Yeah, but again, you know... It's like 5% of the time that play works. Yeah, Nicholson's been good all season, he was shite. Rossi's been good all season, he made a mistake that led to a goal. It happens. Yeah. Um, annoying that it happened, because we weren't looking great, but we, we certainly weren't looking too much, you know, we weren't looking that threatened by them until that happened. I haven't looked at the raw stats, but I'm pretty sure we created many more chances than Motherwell. Not many more. Not many more, no. no. Mm. We created, we did create a reasonable amount of chances, but definitely not many more. Osman so created a chance though, didn't he? Mm. And then he took it. Good fucking lord, he took it. <laughs> yeah, um, once again, So sets up for Juanma, Juanma sets up for So, it's what they do. Mm -hmm. uh, really nice, really nicely played in the middle actually, So had come to a sort of number 10 position. Uh, played a wee one-two with Blabin, played it into Wanma with a, a first-time flick. So had about 40 yards of space or something um, and absolutely thundered it. Uh, Always Turk-esque, the trajectory of the ball, uh, yeah. the way it dipped over nice dip. yeah. Yeah, dipped over Ripley. Maybe Ripley can be a, a wee bit angry at himself because it's not gone in the top corner. It's gone in the middle, bang in the middle of the net. But well, Maybe he was doing just what the rest of us were doing, going, ooh, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and... Aye, that's, I think we've only ever seen So score from similar distance once, and that was against Queen of the South away last yeah. year when he hit one in off the bar. He's got it in his locker. He can do it. Um, he's. I really, really hope we get him tied up on a longer deal because he's set to expire in the summer, and that scares me really rather a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's what he can do, and I love this celebration. I've just turned around and he just turned around and walked to the centre circle. Oh, cool. Just, he's, yeah. like, he's like, yeah, I do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is who I am. This is literally my job. He's never he's never lost it scoring a goal anyway. You know, yeah. even at Ibrox, last minute huge game. He was just like, oh yeah, cool, score a goal, guys. Yeah, well, I don't think he knew it was a huge game at that point. And it's like well, this is just this is my life now, right? <laughs> this is what I do. <laughs> then the week after, I yeah, playing in places like Aloha. But yeah, um, very 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 good goal. I mean, we should have after that gone on to win it, but unfortunately, uh, chances were missed, and yeah, it wasn't wasn't great fear. Yeah. Well, we move on. As we say, frustrating to have two points rather than four or even six. But well, that's that's life and that that's pretty much why, you know, we did just get promoted last season, so you know, we're probably not gonna win the league. No. Much as I love Wajay saying that we can. I know, I I think I think he and you know when Oshinaba was saying it have absolutely every right to do that. Because why would you try and quash ambition? 
Oh, that's, that's why yeah. that's why these guys are here. And if he thinks if he thinks that the squad can do it, then fucking right, man, say it. I'm but not being facetious. I love that our players are saying that they can win the league. I know. Sorry, that, that like, might what's sound, the drawback? Might sound like a dig at yeah, you. I mean, yeah. I'm more talking about the general sort of uh, discussion after they said it. Yeah. Uh, has this guy been on drugs? It's like no. Yeah. Why? Why shouldn't he be saying stuff like that? Sky's the limit. If if you're not if you're not going to win every competition you're in, then what's the fucking point in being a footballer? Yeah. No. I, but what I love about that sort of discussion is like, oh, I'll come round to bite him on the arse, like. What when we don't win the league, he'll have been wrong. <laughs> oh no! Oh shit! <laughs> I know it's it's ludicrous. Uh, Blasi actually played. He was a very captain-like performance against Motherwell. He was driving the team out of defence. He was you know taking the balls on controlled runs out of defence. You know we've seen him try and do stepovers in games before, yeah. but it hasn't quite worked out. He was. Um, Getting more and more impressed by him. I love him. Everyone just needs minutes. They need to improve. Yeah. That's why it's like really difficult to predict what will happen at home against Inverness on Saturday because depends like what bodies we can get in the park, what condition those bodies are in. Yep. So after that, we have to answer the uh, incredibly difficult question of who, over the course of these two games, did the most to. Uh, well, I suppose not. Who was just the best? Who's the best? I was trying to build it up like who yeah. did the most to earn us those two points, but like that's not a very grand achievement. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. Um, well, we've we've had our favourites over the, the recent weeks of players like Nicholson and Rossi, who just haven't really performed brilliantly in the last couple of games. Arnold June. Arnold June who... performed brilliantly for about a quarter of these two games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Boabin, you know, he, he made an impact mm-hmm. in the Motherwell game, so did Swanson, but I don't think that's really enough to yeah. to get the songs. So Nick will tell us, put us all out of our misery. Who gets the songs? Well, it's the man who fucked it into the top fuck whack with the fuck 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 from the fifty fucking fucking yards fuck. <laughs> as I was being so. Yes, yeah. as I so eloquently put it. That's that's <laughs> your friend and mine. Fuck whack. <laughs> you heard me. Yeah, I did. I, I didn't hear me. I but did you not miss here. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, exactly what it was. Do you want to go first or second, Robert? It's entirely up to yourself, really. Um, you are the host. You should be making these decisions. Let's spin this remote control and see who goes first. <laughs> It's the chair on the other side of the room. <laughs> that uh, literally is not pointing at either one of us. No. Couldn't have gone worse. Yep, that's a terrible idea, especially for radio. Yeah. Go first, Robert. Okay. <clears throat> hey, striker, so, striker, so, striker, so, striker, hey, striker, so, striker, so, striker, so. He met Alexander down at Selhurst Park, strutting his stuff on the pitch. He said, Hey Robbie, wanna give me a go? Oh, Gucci Gucci passed to Juan Ma. <laughs> Gucci Gucci set him clear. Score a raking 30 yarder. Osmond Souza a fucking lad. <laughs> Terrific stuff. Thanks, man. That was Lady Marmalade there by Christina Aguilera and friends. Uh, when did we sing Gucci? Uh, I don't know, man. It was uh, just about the same time as Kenny Anderson. All right, cool. <laughs> and made a similar impact on the first team. <laughs> He's still locked in the same locker. <laughs> also, I really thought you said, like, um, he said, hey, Robbie, will you give me a job, eh? <laughs> I thought that's where you were going. <laughs> hey, Robbie, sign me, mate. <laughs> okay, uh, mine is... Um, Better. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about that, but it's... Uh, uh, the, the, the song it's based on has made less of an impact on the charts, shall we say. <laughs> right, you are. Something of a, a cult favourite. Okay. <clears throat> Get me a striker! He is Asman 
Osmond So, slashing through high bees. He is Osmond So, first touch so lovely. He is Osmond So, don't know about you, but he is Oon, sweet and a striker. He is Oon, sweet and a striker. He is Oon, sweet and a striker. Wanna grow up to be, be a hot striker. Hot striker. I love it when you make so much eye contact when you sing those songs. <laughs> okay, what was that? That was Debaser by the Pixies. Oh, <laughs> right, you are then. So there's about 30 listeners now losing their fucking minds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you win that one. I don't think that's true. Well, let's call it a fucking draw. <laughs> let's call it a fucking draw. We are really good at that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in the spirit of Heart of Midlothian. <laughs> Could not have been better placed, yeah. <laughs> Great, well, um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your patience on the skip week. Yes. Thank you for not turning off when I started singing. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We will promise we'll try and get them more frequently to you. Um, we've had a I'm not promising that. I, pro- I said promise to try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we've, we've, we've had a busy couple of weeks. Um, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll try and get it more, more regularly. We should definitely have one for the Inverness game anyway. I would say so. Yeah. Uh, well, um, <laughs> possibly not actually, because I'm going down south for my sister's birthday. Oh. Yeah. Wait. So I'm not going to see that game, and I'll be back on Monday. So maybe, maybe we'll have something. Yeah. But it'll be late. Yeah. That like that like that. There's a promise for you. The next podcast <laughs> will be late. Yes. Yes, it will. But you know, enjoy London, man. Sure Thanks, man. I, re- I really will. That's not a problem. Yeah. yeah. That's a big, big shout out to my sister. Who's probably listening. Ah. Yeah. Good for yeah. her. She likes Hot Midlothian. Good. Her name's on that strip. We didn't talk about the strip. Ah, the fucking strip. Yeah. It looked really good. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. It looked really good. Yeah, from a distance it just looks like silvery grey uh, with maroon paint. It looked bloody lovely. Yeah, um, yeah it looks like a like a nice sort of um, modern chic version of the uh, 86 cup final shirt. Yeah, it's yeah. just as well we brought this up because there was something really nice at the end of the match. Um, all the players seem to be led by Swanson and So went over and handed their shirts into the crowd yeah. and gave it to the fans who had been there. And then every single player, including subs, did that and Robbie was right over applauding the fans as well. Um, and apparently one lucky fan got Prince Blabin's GPS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the, the club tweeting that, that was funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was... It so was that's really good, so it's back in administration. Yes, that's us done now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was um, it was great to see that, that, you know, even after a very disappointing game, all the players were, were very keen to come over and sort of thank the fans for sitting through what was a fucking Baltic. 90 minutes in near, you know, tornado conditions. Uh, yeah, great stuff to see. And I think the whole day was planned really well with the Motherwell, obviously, the, the Well Society, I think it is. Um, Don't is you there... dare ask me. I've got no <laughs> fucking idea. I think it, it's, it's the Well Society and the Foundation of Hearts sort of came together to make it a, a fans' day, basically, and include all that kind of stuff. So there was stalls set up outside all the stands. Um, and it was called Well Built Foundations. You see what they did there? They played with the words Well and Foundations. Okay, well, thanks for listening. Um, if you want to catch me on Twitter, I'm at Nicol Hay. I'm at RF Borthwick. Uh, the podcast is at We Have No Cares. And you can email us at wehavenocares at gmail.com. You can find all of the podcasts on YouTube and on our Tumblr site, wehavenocares.tumblr.com. And I really, 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 really appreciate your patience. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. Driving up the scene, pop!